Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hi, listeners. I almost burped Whoa, in the intro. I'm so glad you didn't I do didn't, that. I didn't, though. Good. You're welcome. Man, that would have really derailed the <laughs> intro, and I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> right. Shannon and I are a married pair of working artists, and this podcast is our weekly date for getting on microphones and talking with one another and with our community. That's you, listeners, about stuff that matters to us. We are so glad that you're on this weird little adventure with us. Thank you. And hi, Shannon. Hi. How you doing, Sugar? I'm good. So this is an unusual podcast. We're recording it super early this week because our schedule is just kind of wild this week. So like just bonkers. Yeah, it is. So we're, this is Friday night right now. What? what? Uh, and it's and we're doing a podcast for next Wednesday. What? Who knows what could happen between now and then? We release ourselves from all responsibility to talk about things that actually matter. Like if, if World War Three actually yeah. started happening on like Sunday and this comes out Wednesday, we're sorry. We're behind the times. Yeah, we're, we're ahead of the times. I don't know what we are. We are we're, we're speaking to you from a beautiful time in the past. Five days in the past when there yeah. was no World War Three. Yes, and because it's a kind of a it's a different sort of podcast and it's early and all that, it's going to be like a pretty uh, a pretty concise shot of goodness for yeah. you today. Like, I've got a bunch of good things to talk about. It's just all good and it no is. bad. Yeah, M- mostly. <laughs> yes. It is. It's mostly good. Happy Friday vibes Wednesday, exactly. people. Exactly. Right. It's good. So, Jamie, mm-hmm. let's start off with how you're feeling. How are you feeling? Well, thanks for asking. You know, uh, I'm feeling two different ways. I'm feeling, and they're related. I'm feeling tired and happy. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, okay. I'm feeling, it's like. I get it. It's like if tired showed up on the good feelings list. I get it. That's yeah. how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, like after a good long run. Sure. Back Which is kind of what this week has felt like yeah. to me. Uh-huh. Like a sprint of work. Yeah. Uh, and I feel accomplished because I really feel like I just hit all of my marks and accomplished everything I set out to do at the beginning of this week. Your new song sounds amazing. We're going to play it later. We're going to play it. Uh, I, we listened to all the stuff that we've done so far with Ben. Uh, he and I did before he left a couple hours ago. And man, his record is like a quarter done all of a sudden. Amazing. At least in its basic structure. The tracking. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds so goddamn good. So Everything good. is just feeling really cool. Very interesting. It's going to be a great record. Feeling great about that. And he is too. Good. So that's all good. So you feel accomplished. I do. How are you feeling? I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, Shannon. No, How are you feeling? I feel stoked because, I mean, again, this is Friday night yeah. and like I cannot wait for the weekend. <sighs> we still have to, you know, finish recording this podcast. I have a little bit of, of, of other work to do mm-hmm. before my weekend actually starts. Yeah. Uh, but man, I'm like, I, I just, I'm excited. I'm giddy. It's been warm enough outside to put our yard furniture out. Yeah. And I think it's going to be warm enough on Sunday to like go spend time on it. And I just feel so stoked about all of this. Oh, that's great. I love it. You know, people listening might be like, wait, Friday night, your weekend's already started. No, not in our world, people. Right. Just taking two days off on Saturday and Sunday is a relatively new thing in our lives. Like, I mean, literally since we've known each other for like 15 or whatever years. True. Uh, but we are not these, ah, uh, after Friday afternoon, we're on break, people. Like, we work until no. 2 a.m. late Friday night, yeah. and we wake up Saturday and Saturday and Sunday. We that's, have a canonical weekend. That's the weekend, yeah. yeah. So, But I'm stoked for it. Cannot wait. <sighs> Cannot so, wait. Yeah. How about we fire up the good news machine? Let's do that. Okay, I've got two items uh, in my good news machine. Um, the first is that uh, that there's probably actually going to be a COVID vaccine for kids under five and under. Fingers crossed. Soon. They tried for the approval once. It didn't happen. They we'll did, see. but they've asked again for the approval and like they're thinking that probably they'll have it 
by this summer, maybe. Oh, that'd be great. It would be so good. I would, like, I just want this for our friends or for our people in our lives who have little ones. Like, yeah. it would be such a relief for All them. of our so, friends with kids under five have sort of been left behind in this whole, <laughs> quote, back to normal, unquote, which right. I'm putting in huge verbal scare quotes as well as doing scare quotes here in the room right. visually. Because right. obviously the pandemic's not over. Obviously that's just wishful thinking yeah. on people's, like, that's just not the way things are. Right. And, you know, I get it. Like, we're sick of it too. Who's not sick of it? Yeah. And I understand the wanting to, to give yourself plausible den deniability, mm -hmm. you know, or just allow yourself to be in denial for a moment, you know, <laughs> be between waves. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, we yeah. all did that last, uh, you know, late June and it felt great. Pandemic's over. And then like two weeks later, it wasn't. But those two weeks were great. They were awesome. They were great. Yeah. So everyone, we hope you're enjoying that. <laughs> and we're excited for those of you with under five-year-olds to... to to be able to join us in our collective temporary amnesia. <laughs> right. Doesn't it, that sound nice? It is, it is but it's, it's very good news for those families, yes. and I'm very excited for them. The second bit of good news I have in my good news machine mm -hmm. today is that, did you read about how uh, Mackenzie Scott, the woman who used to be married to Jeff Bezos mm -hmm. and uh, in the divorce got a boatload of money, mm -hmm. um, which she ha has actually been giving away yeah. left and right. Like I her think her shit heel husband, not so much. No, but, but I mean, she because you know women are better than men. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> She's given away maybe, a bunch. Maybe of Maybe that's why. But she de she definitely seems to have an understanding that somebody like her, or that any person, including her, should not have that much money. That yeah. it is it is an injustice for any one person to have that that amount of money. Yeah. And she's doing. Here's the thing: she's been giving away money left and right, and she's still. I read something the other day that she still has like more money than she started with when she divorced Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like it's. It's insanity. Anyway. Because these people's investments, like, they make a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah. But the good news is that one of the uh, contributions that she made, one of the charitable contributions that she made this last week was that she donated $275 million. That's more than a quarter billion dollars. To Planned Parenthood. It is the largest donation from a single donor that Planned Parenthood has ever gotten in all of its history. And women's, excuse me, people's reproductive rights are attack like crazy. Like, yeah. like holy cow, like Roe versus Wade's probably going down in June when the Supreme yeah. Court issues its decision. Um, even if they try to do it in sort of this like subversive sounding sort of way. So it doesn't really like overtly look like they're killing Roe, but they're going to kill Roe. They're like, going to gut it like a fish because yeah. they're a bunch of fundies. I know uh, but the but but the her donation is just really welcome in this time, and it's great news that she did that. Um, so I will celebrate it, and that's my good news for today. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. How about we pivot swiftly into let's get less done? Class, anyone? Anyone? Okay, I'm really excited to share this with you. This is so great. This is so great. Okay, so I recently started following uh, this account on Instagram. I think I talked about it on the podcast recently. Jeffrey Marsh is his name. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Jeffrey Marsh is their name. Um, and I are think they, the, are they? Yeah. I think the account is maybe at the Jeffrey Marsh or something like that. Um, they are a non-binary person and... I believe a, a life coach, maybe, and they just do these. They do these reels on Instagram that are just wonderful. A lot of them are just like 
personal affirmation type stuff, but it's not fluffy. It's like genuine. And they are just a beautiful person. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're lovely. Beautiful person. And I love listening to their voice and their eyes. And I just, I like, I just, and I was turned on to them by Misfit Star Katie. Um, And so credit to Katie. Thank you, Katie, for bringing Jeffrey Marsh into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other day, and, and, and I totally recommend following them because like, it's just really a joy. And also, they also have a lot of things to say. A lot of, uh, I would say like maybe a third of their posts are specific to um, LGBTQ or trans or non-binary issues. Like, that, like that in is, an activist kind of, or educational way. Or emotional support, psychological, yep. you know what I mean? Like it's that, that kind of stuff. This post falls into that category and it was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I got less dumb reading it. Okay. So, so they posted um, uh, somebody's question that they had asked them. Uh, titles, Mr., Mrs., and Ms. What's the non-binary equivalent? This was mm. like a, a, a follower of theirs, you know, question, wrote a question, you know, asking what's the non-binary alternative to those kinds of honorifics. Mm-hmm. And the, the post that Jeffrey makes is uh, these parts of speech are called honorifics and the non-binary Ms. is mix. It's spelled M-X, period. Right. Yeah. Most often pronounced mix. It's a fun nod to a person being any mix of genders, mm. which I think is really sweet. I hadn't really thought about it like that. Yeah. Mix Jeffrey Marsh, as my male says, but most importantly, uh, MX period. That's the that's the honorific. Uh, can be used by anyone, and it makes the gender of any person obscure and irrelevant. Just mm-hmm. like Ms. obscures a woman's marital status, mm-hmm. right? And or age, right? Exactly. This is the part that was like that got me last time and was super fun. He, he, uh, they said fun fun gender inclusive language trivia, and they go on to say Ms. Magazine. You know the magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, named after the honorific. I always thought it was Ms. Ms. Magazine. It's Ms. Magazine. It's Ms. Mm -hmm. Mm. Contains the first public plea for gender neutral pronouns. It was in the year. Do you want to guess what year it was? Oh, man. I want to be like, I don't know. I want to say 1932. Okay, well, I don't know how long ago Ms. Magazine was founded, but this was in 1971. Wow. Yeah, it was probably not around in the 30s. (laughs) But I do appreciate that. It's really ambitious. I was going flapper. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. Um, Two feminists, Casey Miller and Kate Swift, wished to take gender out of any discussion of job or college applications or any situation where sexism would become a risk. Right, so mm-hmm. if you like identify yourself as a woman, that that you know, in in some circles, that would be, make you uh, less likely to get a job or to get accepted to school or whatever. So Miller and Swift's invented pronoun, which uh, was was this, it was Tay slash Tem, T E Y slash T E M, and Jeffrey goes on to say it's extremely close to they them, right? Yeah. Which is what a lot of non-binary people choose to use, and there are others yeah. that the people can choose to use. But they called Tay Tem the human pronoun. The in human pronoun. Nineteen seventy one. Wow. So. I mean, I just love that. They go on to say, I bring this up because it's my joy to share it. Feminism and LGBTQ equality have been parallel and linked for decades and beyond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just thought about this, like how cool that that happened in 1971. It's, it's this kind of thing where you hear a lot of people who are like, you know, pushing the anti-trans stuff these days being like, well, it's always been he, she, and, you know, what's with the they, them? Like, it's like it's some new fad. Yeah, It's not. It's totally not. Like, in printed publication, if, from before I was born, there were feminists that were advocating for the human pronoun, 
you know, I love when dumb people learn about something that's been around forever and take great offense at it and then are like, well, I don't like this new thing. And you're like, uh, this has been around for half a century, also, actually. Yeah, non-binary people and trans people have been around forever as long as there's been humans. So yeah, like, it, yeah. But I just loved it. I just felt like, oh my gosh, that's a fun little factoid. And I felt less dumb. And I just love that there's a that there's a tangible tie to like printed publication history yeah. for the human pronoun. I love it. I love it too. It was Very so good. fun. Yes. Also kind of glad it didn't catch on at least that version of it because Tatem... Just sounds very silly, but it does because it didn't catch on. But if it had, it probably would. I fine. guess we would just be used to it. Exactly. Huh? I mean, that's just the thing. Language is what we make it. It's it is yeah. what we use, right? That's like so it's, true. It's it's only purpose is to function how we need it to function. Yeah, so, right. Like it, it probably would if it had caught on. It would be normal for us to be like Tay Tem these days. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Cool. Um, well, I think we should cruise right into where's my gold star. And it is song time. It's new song time. Woo-hoo. So excited to share this with you. We're hoping for stars. I think I'm, we each are. I'm asking for a gold star for okay. this song. Do you, would you like to, uh, do you want to set the song up? Sure. And then we can request our stars, make our plea for stars after. Sounds great. Our pitch. Yes, sounds great. Okay, okay. so this new song is called Be With What Is. Mm-hmm. And if you've been following along, you know that this album project that we are doing is all about the idea of finding serenity and agency during difficult times. Uh, and we're working through a lot of the stuff that I that I initially learned going through 12-step recovery, specifically related to concepts around the serenity prayer, right? And there's a big phrase in uh, the serenity prayer, one of the first one, uh, that talks about accepting the things I cannot change. Right. And that's the phase of things we were in with this song mm-hmm. five on this record project. It is about acceptance. Be with what is is basically just a foofier way of saying accept the things I cannot change. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. It would have been weird for me to write a song with like accept the things I cannot change. I guess I could have. I guess oh, what rhymes with change? Range. <laughs> no, I don't make any sense. <laughs> But you know what? We've been working through, I've been working through these journal prompts. I'm giving myself journal prompts that I'm writing about in my journal. And then from what I write uh, in the journal, that's what I use to make a song for each of these, you know, these these songs on the record. Mm-hmm. And um, this this was just about like, I, I, the first thing I did on for this song was to make as exhaustive a list as I could of all the things I can't change, all the things that I don't have the power to change. And it was kind of illuminating to like make that list and like sort through the list and like I could see where there were groups of categories. Like there's some things that are really obvious that I don't have the power to change. The weather, <laughs> right? Sure. Natural disasters. Right. Um, time. I can't change time, right? Mm-hmm. I can't... Uh, I can't like, change the laws. Like, like David Bowie said. <laughs> right. Well, maybe David, I think David Bowie probably could change time, actually. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I can't, I can't, um, I don't have the power to change the laws of science. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, those things just are. True. I can't wish those to be different. I mean, I can wish, but mm-hmm. we'll, get to that. we'll get to the wishing part in a minute here. But those, so those are like the really kind of more obvious things I don't have the power to change. And then there's this whole other area that seems that feels maybe a little bit squishier, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And those like maybe are, if I try hard enough, I could change exactly. it. Exactly. And yeah. those tend to be 
the things that exist in the space between me and other people, mm. you know? Like, I can't change what another person thinks or what they believe or how they act. No, bad, no, no matter how badly they need it. No, no matter how badly they need it, I can't change what they think about me. No. I can't change their expectations of me. No. Um, speaking of expectations, expectations are wrapped all up in this business of things I can't change. Because I really, and I've heard this a number of different places. Um, One of the places I have to credit is Glennon Doyle. She Mm. says this all the time on her podcast. That that uh, and she says some version of this. This is how I'm sort of like verbalizing right now. But like suffering, a lot of our suffering comes from the delta between how things actually are and how I want them to be. Right. Of, of how I wish that they would be. Right. And and so wishing, which is just such a weird, it's a weird concept, right? Like it's it's hoping for something that you that's like out of reach, you know, but you but you're throwing your energy that direction. It's 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 a you really we really put ourselves into a, a fairly painful place mm-hmm. <laughs> when we stay in that that zone, right? Yeah. Um and so working through this, you know, one of the things I I did in the journal prompts for this this uh, song was to, you know, uh challenge myself to come up with a visualization exercise mm-hmm. that I could use to take each one of those things on my list and like visualize myself letting it go. Oh. <laughs> As an active acceptance, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things I'm challenging people who are doing our journal prompts along with us to do too. You know, like what it, do something that that where you could physically or or in or at least in your mind, you know, I don't know, for some people it might end up being like writing these things down and burning them up or right. like I don't. I'm not sure what it will what it will be. Burying them in the ground or doing something, but you know, this process was formalized uh, decades ago at Burning Man. Mm. Like, so the deal with Burning Man is it's a week long festival, right? Like, you show up on you know Monday and it goes through Sunday. I mean, you, yeah. and it's squishy. You show up earlier, later, whatever. But that the, the main thing is like a week long. On Saturday, they burn the man. Right. So like, it's a horseshoe shaped kind of thing, a circle, you know, with camps all around it in a horseshoe shape, an open yeah. top that goes to, goes out to the open desert, the open. Playa. Mm-hmm. In the center of that horseshoe circle-y thing, there is a statue mm-hmm. of a man, uh-huh. you know, a, a, a man-like, you know, simplistic figure. sort of figure, you mm-hmm. know. They set that thing on fire on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the main event. But on Sunday, there's this thing called the temple burn. Oh, the uh-huh. temple burn, uh-huh. right? And so, like, kind of north of the man, out toward that open space, there's always a temple uh, made by some artist, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And the deal of the temple is that, like, you can put dreams or wishes or things you want to let go of or yeah. whatever, you write them down on a little piece of paper and you just like, it's always made of wood, kind of loosely constructed. There's lots of little nooks and crannies. You just wedge it in there. Tuck it in, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they set it all on brick and fire. And wow. You, and so the when they burn the man, it's this like raucous, celebratory party kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. When they burn the temple, it's this much more hushed, introspective, Dude. serene, like almost spiritual mm, yeah. kind of vibe. Well, I mean, this is a spiritual exercise, yeah. really, to let go of expectations, to let go of things that we don't have the power to change. To so let people, go. if you're listening at home, you don't have to build a whole temple <laughs> and then set it on fire for this. You could do something smaller. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But Like a little temple. But it was really great to just go through that exercise of like identifying each of these things on my list and being like, I'm letting that go. I'm letting that go. And, you know, honestly, I, this this phrase, except to accept the things I cannot change is a phrase that 
runs through my mind that I consciously think of and recite to myself on a daily basis. <laughs> it really is. I relate to that a lot. So like, I'm chuckling. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's something they go back to over and over. I'm never going to be perfect at it. Like I still have the urge to try to change things. I don't have the power to change. Yeah. And when I do that, I cause myself suffering. Mm-hmm. That is what I do. I know that, experience that. But I'm hoping that over time, as I was like writing writing about this and, and I, I'm going to be publishing this, I will have at this point while you're listening to this, have published the essay to go along with this song. I hope that by reciting those words over and over and over again, probably for the rest of my life, that I'm tracing a new pathway in my brain. That every time I say those words, that pathway turns into more of a groove and into a crevice and hopefully... And the older path is less and less well-trodden, starts to grow over. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah, And I I think that it is happening for me Mm -hmm. in my life. I've been practicing this for the last 17 years. Mm -hmm. And like I said, nowhere near perfect. Progress, not perfection. Exactly. Um, But it's helpful. And here's the thing I want to say. As I was... um, I actually did a, a bit of research while I was contemplating the the concept of acceptance. And it was really helpful. I came across a couple of different sources that talked about how radical acceptance, um, it, it is not the same as approval. It is not the same as saying that you are tacitly uh, approving of whatever the thing you're accepting, right? Like you don't have to like it, right? Like, like um, in uh, Ted Lasso last season, Dr. Sharon tells Ted, the truth will set you free, but first it's going to piss you off, Yeah. right? So like, it is okay to feel feelings about these things, right? It is okay to feel what we to feel what I feel about what is. Um, it isn't by accepting it that is not saying that I'm that I'm approving of it, or yeah. you know, it is just accepting that it is real. Because here's the thing: like, I want to live in reality. I want to live a real life. The only way to do that is to to be with what else is real. Like I I the more I try to construct an unreal an unreality around me to suit whatever emotional needs I have, to, mm-hmm. you know, to make to bend the world to my will, the more suffering I create for myself. Yeah, right. The more of a disconnect you're experiencing between yourself and the rest of the world. Yes. And that creates cognitive dissonance which feels painful. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so really this is just about being with what, that's why the title is Be With What It Is. It's a reminder to just be with what is. It doesn't mean I'm saying it's okay. Like all this, the stuff that I've been stressing out about lately, I've been talking about it, is, you know, climate change, rising authoritarianism. Uh, by, by, by accepting these things, I'm saying, you know, at least for right now, this is how it is. You know, and, and the at least for right now part is important too, I think, because it's acceptance is something that's only ever done in the present moment. Like, I will have to repeat this acceptance exercise about things that I cannot change over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not saying that it's that that it's not even if it's possible for these circumstances to change for the better in the future. You know, I'm still I still need to be with what it is right now. Yeah, detached from the well, maybe it'll be different later. Right? Acceptance yeah. is just fully without judgment right now. This is real. Yeah. This is what is. And I know... From I ex- am here. Yeah. Like when you're at a rest area and like <laughs> they show the map of the state and the little red dot. It's, that's all. You it's know? like in a national it's park. Just, yeah. It's just locating yourself in reality. Yeah. That's a really great... I really like that. It's a good metaphor. Locating yourself in reality. 
episode title right there. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, th- this is what the exercise is because I think, I, and I know there, there's there's more to the serenity prayer, right? We get into, next we get to get into the courage to change the things I can, mm. right? Like there's more to it, but right now, as uncomfortable as it might be, it's just an opportunity to make space for being with what is and not judging it, just observing it and acknowledging that it is what is real. And that's it. That's what yeah. this is about. So, with that said. Shall we? Should we play the song? All right, here okay, it is.
is a pop song. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, and you know, like, the reason that pop songs, I think, are called that, I mean, there's popular, right? But I don't think, <laughs> and I'm sure that's why, but when I think of what really makes, like, a pop song, yeah. like, this song doesn't hit, it pops. Oh. <laughs> it goes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, when the chorus hits, it doesn't sink in, it doesn't get deep, it's not heavy. Right. It just goes pop, pop, pop. Yeah? It's like popcorn. It's like pop, pop, pop. <laughs> that's good I guess yeah it's a pop song because it's like popcorn yeah is what you said yeah yeah just lots of little percussive bursts mm-hmm. Boo, boo. Mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah it sounds fun it sounds but it's about like a pretty serious topic that's good it's subversive yeah yeah it's it's good in that way and I uh, so I would like to request a gold star oh, for okay. this song um I, I would like to request a gold star for really examining what it is that I need to accept in this moment and figuring out how to Walk myself through that process. I think I've, I think I've, uh, I've done that, and I'd like a gold star for it, please. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Okay, good. Yeah, gold star for you, Shannon. Thank you so much. And uh, would you like to request a gold star for anything on this particular? Oh, that's recording? kind of you. I would. I just feel like I freaking nailed the mix on this it's one. It's great, yeah. Yeah, I really feel like it does exactly what a pop song mix should do, which is just to lead you from interesting moment to interesting moment, you know, in a really obvious way. Mm-hmm. Like the listener is just like in a little car going through like a really <laughs> simple children's ride, you know? Like, here's a fun thing to look at. Here's a fun thing to look at. Gentle turn to the right. Whoa, it's exciting. Yeah, 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 that definitely is the case. You it's did like it. the Mr. Toad's wild ride of song mixes. I like that. Yeah, except for less surprises maybe. Just inter- Well, no, Mr. Toad's is great. I love yeah. that ride. And there are little surprises. I you know what I mean? Right. There are little surprises. That's, That's it. There's all these pleasant little audio surprises like, oh, look at that cool little melody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen to the delay on the vocal in the bridge. You totally nailed this mix. It's great. You absolutely deserve a gold star. A gold oh, star for you. Thanks, Shan. You're wow, welcome. Great. That's wonderful. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Well, I think we've done our work here. Gold stars for everybody. Happy about that. <laughs> Let's proceed to the inspiration station. Inspiration station. Okay. Inspiration station. So first of all, I need to say that there's a, maybe there's a little bit of a mea culpa. I don't know if that's the right word that I'm looking for here or not. On last, I, I'll surely let okay, you know. You will. <laughs> On last week's episode, uh, I brought up the issue of these uh, new trans sports bills that have been passed in a couple different legislatures. Yeah. Actually, maybe it was in the good news machine that a couple of a couple of governors Yeah, they were vetoing. Had, Republican governors had but vetoed. The, hold on, oh, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So a couple of Republican governors vetoed in Indiana and in Utah the bills that their legislatures had passed to um to ban trans students from participating in sports according to their gender identity. Right. Um, and so at the time, I remember we were talking about it on the pod and you were, we were saying something like, you, you maybe suggested, well, maybe these, maybe these Republicans do have a heart after all. And I'm like, I'm not willing to give them the credit for that yet. You know, right. like I was, I was, I was a bit skeptical that it was anything other than like a political move. Right. Well, I mean, that was an evidence-based theory. Well, yeah, yeah, it is it's true. But I have to say... I read the statement that the governor of Utah made along with his veto of that state's bill. Um, and I have to, and, and his letter is my inspiration station item. Well, for I this love week it. Are you going to read it to us? I'm going to, uh, because it's exactly, it's exactly what, it's exactly right. 
what he has to say. Um, there's more to the story. We'll bring it up here in a second. But this is the this is the letter from Spencer Cox, the governor of Utah. Uh, at least this is part of it. Um, he starts the, the part that I'm reading here starts off with some bullet point mm-hmm. sort of statistics about their state. He says, okay, 75,000 high school kids are participating in high school sports in Utah. There are four transgender kids playing high school sports in Utah. There is one transgender student playing girls' sports. And that's that's the issue that people really have, right? It's with, Boys playing girls' sports. But they're not boys. <laughs> yeah. But yes. But that's how they construct it. Yes, exactly. People who were born with physical attributes like that would, that would right. in theory, give them an advantage in a mostly biological girls' setting. Right. That's Bigger, how, stronger. That's how they're framing it. Right. It's all wrong, but it's how they're framing it. He goes on with more statistics. 86% of trans youth report suicidality. Yeah. 56% of trans youth have attempted suicide. Mm. That's more than half. Yeah. Then he goes on to write these words. Four kids and only one of them playing girls' sports. That's what all of this is about. Four kids who aren't dominating or winning trophies or taking scholarships. Four kids who are just trying to find some friends and feel like they're part of something. Four kids trying to get through each day. Rarely has so much fear and anger been directed at so few. I don't understand what they are going through or why they feel the way they do, but I want them to live. And Mm. all the research shows that even a little acceptance and connection can reduce suicidality significantly. Mm -hmm. For that reason, as much as any other, I have taken this action in the hope that we can continue to work together and find a better way. If a veto override occurs... I hope we can work to find to show these four kids that we love them and mm. they have a place in our state. Mm. I recognize the political realities of my decision. Politically, it would be much easier and better for me to simply sign the bill. I've always tried to do what I feel is the right thing, regardless of the consequences. Sometimes I don't get it right, and I do not fault those who disagree with me. But even if you disagree with me, I hope this letter you under, I hope this letter helps you understand the reasons for my decision. Sincerely, Spencer J. Cox. Well, good job, Governor Cox. You know what? I, he's coming from exactly the right place. Yeah. You know, next step for him would be to investigate what these kids are going through and why they feel the way they do. Yes. Right? Like to gain. He's that, on the path, though. He's on the path exactly. And I did not give. These governors, and I don't know what the state of the of the Indiana governor is all about, but this guy has got it right, and I was inspired by his words. And I, if if we all had, if everybody in this country had this perspective, we could maybe do right by all kids, and we could maybe be do right by trans kids. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. So I was inspired by it. Unfortunately, today, Friday, the Utah state legislature overrode yeah. his veto. Yep. And so this stupid law is going to go into effect. A law targeted at one kid. One kid. A whole state legislature. Yeah. It's insane. Great going, bigots. Yeah. But you know, I was inspired and I and I and I I felt like it was worth sharing that perspective. You know, that's that's the human perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know what? Stuff like that matters. It does. It, it really does. does. People in positions of leadership being leaders. Yeah, you're Even right. when it might be unpopular and like you said, might cost them. That's what being a leader is. Yeah. And it's exactly the opposite of what all the assholes in their legislature are doing. Yeah. Which is being followers. Yeah. They're being followers and or they are cynically stirring up 
fear and anger uh, toward the most marginalized people in our community Mm -hmm. for their own political gain. Yeah. Building their own power and building their own wealth. It's reprehensible. It's loathsome. It is. It really is. But this guy did a good job. And I was inspired. Well, right on. Love it. How about I finish up with a gratitude crank up? Sounds good. Mine's, mine, it, this is just so predictable. It's Friday night. I'm grateful it's the weekend soon. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's it's super shallow, and, and that's all I've got. Yeah, that's I just, fine. I need it. I'm grateful for it. Can't wait. Great. Here we go. How about you? I am grateful today for my friendship with our friend Ben. This is Ben with whom I'm currently making a record, yeah, the one yeah. I was mentioning earlier. Uh, you know, I just love him very much. Yeah. He's just a wonderful, gentle human being. And I'm always so inspired by his intentionality in nurturing, in like very purposefully, very vocally nurturing the patient and kind side of himself. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. He and I are cut very much from the same cloth. Yeah. And, you know, like him, I have a constant internal battle going on. Like my head is frequently some part of every day a den of snakes Mm. where I'm just thinking bad thoughts and want to be (laughs) rageful and mad, (laughs) you know, not all the time. Any most days, you know, these days and some days, not at all, but mostly sometimes, you know, I'm just like, fuck that person and fuck this and just get, you know, it's easy for for me if you're built like me and he's built like me and he has clearly done so much work on himself in such an intentional way. And like, we talk about this sort of thing Mm -hmm. with each other because, you know, we're we're built the same way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's part of how we connected. And it's just lovely. Yeah. You know, he is a joy to have around our home when he's here. He's just like, he's really tall. He's like six foot three and just built on a bigger frame. Just like an upper Midwesterner. You know what I mean? He's from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Just like a big, Mm -hmm. like, upper Midwest guy. You know, tall, big frame. Um... Gentle giant. Gentle giant is exactly. He's, he's yeah. nurtured the gentleness in himself. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's just like this big, loving, peaceful, benign presence around the house. And it's just <laughs> a joy to have him here. Yeah. And it's inspiring for me and in, in my sobriety. Oh, that's you cool. You know, it, it's nice. That's awesome. So that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for Ben. I love it. Yeah. How good. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And gals and everybody in between. Yes. Um, thank you for listening today to our shortened uh, Mostly Good News podcast. Mostly good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you for, for bearing with us in, in this sort of change of schedule that we we had to accommodate this week. Well, uh, I mean, they're just going to hear this on Wednesday. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Again, like... It's us who's accommodating. The world... They get, so they, they can have the podcast on Wednesday. Right, right, right. The world might fall apart between now and Wednesday. And if so, we're like... It's not our fault. Whatever. We're... Yeah. We're releasing ourselves from responsibility of being on top of all the current events. Mm. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us some of your time. We will be back again next week, uh, probably on a more regular schedule. Yes. Um, And we will see you then. But until then, uh, take good care of yourselves and be good to each other. Please do. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.